All right, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast Show. We got a special guest on the show today, music artist Boss Man Banks. How you doing? Uh, hey, how's it going, my brother? How you doing? All right, man. So for uh, for anybody out there that ain't never heard his music, uh, we're going to start off by playing one of his songs, and then we'll get into his whole story. I thought there was a song about to come on. <laughs> Things all white now. Snow bunny rentals. Nigga, hey, he just mad. I got more money than him. I'm fish. When we pop my plate, ain't nothing left on it. Give it to him, Rob. They don't pay the price. I step on it. Kill trips. Give them more. Not today, no field trips. Take the hands, go with you. Stiffness gonna steal it. All night. Stand the fabric trap. Me, I'm feeling right. Not with this bug. Get no choice. Come down to the price. I don't trust him. He stole me the power running. Got Rain, it's a strain, it's got that time coming. Real deal, pressure, keep it in, get my titties tonight. I'm a brother, kill him when they came, I say, you niggas fight, speak this. Normally do they talk to streets, listen. Over here, they water, see the pink swim, so when you fish, I see niggas tapping out once I tap in. Don't you know the one that's got the gun, you got a trap in. Over the tight, get the pretty turn, it's fishing, and we're just in the light. You want to spit in half a nigga's face, and you get the night. Stack your money up, I show right. Never trip your, your hand. hand for his dropping something else in a couple weeks. Nah, I ain't put no video to that chat. It's oh. way over. I fell back for a little second trying to, you know, figure everything out and understand that uh, promotion is more important than the music. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to put a little plan together so when I drop everything, I'm ready. Just go. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So first off, man, tell the people where you're from and uh, how old are you? Shit, I'm 38, West End, 34th Street, man. Absolutely. 
What's the first thing that come to your mind when you hear Louisville? Uh, shit, being from Louisville, when you think of Louisville, you think of uh, shit, uh, everything, man. Damn, one thing to stick out. Uh, yeah. Shit, um, the Cardinals, like shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, for anybody that ain't never been to Louisville, man, just describe how it was growing up here, some of the obstacles and circumstances you had to overcome just growing up here. Uh, probably like any other city. You know, you got your good parts, the bad parts. You got the poverty-stricken areas, you know, uh, the average neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying, the slum, trenches and shit. You got the dope fiends, the alcoholics and shit. So um, you got to be careful where you go. You know, it depends on how you curve yourself. How you curve yourself is what you get into and how your life's going. The future is what you make it. That's what I had to learn. Um, I went to what prison at 19, got out when I was 23. So during that time, I figured out that life's what you make. And I don't give a fuck your circumstances. You know what I'm saying? The average no father home, I'm on drugs and shit. You know, that's the common black story around here. Some people use it as a crush. Some people use it to make themselves better. I chose to make myself better with it. I came home, went to school, got some trades and shit. Sky's the limit, bro. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it is here, man. You got to um, you gotta create your own path. Don't be no follower. Create your own path and know sky's the limit. You can do anything you want to do. That's what I tell people. Ain't no excuses. You pump in, get up and get it. No excuses. Ain't none. Absolutely. So did you have a uh two-parent household? Any siblings growing up? No, nah, just uh just mama. Mama did it by herself. Rest in peace, mama, lady the devil. Single parent black woman did it on her own. Nine kids. We was deep. Um she got married though when I was about 16, 17 to my my brother and sister now, daddy, but he was alright. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga wasn't no father figure, but he was cool. You know what I'm saying? It's my dog till this day, but yeah, yeah. Mama did it by herself, bro. She a soldier. You know what I'm saying? She a soldier. Long live, long live Lisa. Absolutely, rest in peace. Uh, I seen some on your Instagram earlier, man. I seen um. Uh, one of your posts, you got a pen at the top saying uh, EST has snapped one of your uh, projects that you did. Can you go more in detail about that? It was just promo. Oh, it's <laughs> promo? Oh, okay. Promo that uh, I ran on Space TV. They got a bunch of followers you pay them for promo. And they was asking, what can we put on there? I was like, I don't know. They was like, they'll come up with something. And they were like, y'all from the same city. So they came up with that. They put that on there. It was just for advertising purposes. I don't know that nigga. I ain't going to cap. You feel me? Oh, okay. So uh, what what type of activities you was, uh, you was into as a kid, man? You played any sports, anything like that? Um, should I try to play sports a little bit? I know we lived at Newburgh for a little while. And I was trying to get on the Newburgh Broncos. I played like three games with them, but. Mom ain't have the money for me to play, so that was the end of my little athlete career. Straight to the streets from her, you feel me? Absolutely. Yeah. So when as you was growing up, uh, as far as friends, close friends, family members, did you have anybody around you uh, involved in the music business, or were you the first one to go down that route? 
Nah, I'm the first one. I'm the first one. Um, I used to cut school and chill with my big brother now, man. They'd be weed and shit. And um, they was playing uh, Master P Ice Cream Man. That's when I fell in love with music. Master P Ice Cream Man was out in that uh, Tupac Dirt Mama. I heard that Tupac Dirt Mama one time and memorized it by heart. And um, then they was playing the Ice Cream Man. They saw a freestyle and I was like, I can do what? They were like, do what? Rap. They were like, do it. And I just started rapping. And I was like, oh shit, I can do it. And so um, a lot of people take that gangster rap, but I'm gonna be honest. When I was younger, wanted to be a musician, I looked up to Jermaine Dupree a lot. I, don't, I just love that nigga shit, you know what I'm saying? And his backstory and his entrepreneurship and shit. So me and my sister, we used to listen to the radio all day. You know, back in the day, we put them cassette tapes in and fill them with paper to record your favorite song on the radio. And I would listen to it and write down all his lyrics, his song to learn it with him. And that's how I learned how to structure a song and write them with bars and hooks and shit. You feel what I'm saying? So that was probably back in what, 95, 96? So that's what got me in, man. Since then, I've been in love with it. A couple of times, I've been wondering, you know how you get older and they say it's a young man game and shit. You be like, ah, fuck his shit. <laughs> um, it is for real to me, but I got to drop this last album. You know what I'm saying? I dropped the uh, EP, but I didn't feel like it was completed. So I took it offline. I'm adding like six more, seven songs to it. And I'm going to redrop it as deluxe. And I'm going to focus on my uh, artist, my little brother, YG Tony, and go from there. Okay. So uh, who were some of your favorite artists growing up who you like listening to? Um my coming up, uh Jermaine Dupree, Master P, Tupac. Uh I ain't start getting into uh the East Coast shit till I got a little older, like the Jay-Z's and Biggies and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was younger, I chose the side. I was on Death Road, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I chose Death Road side. But yeah, Tupac, um, Jermaine Dupree, Snoop, uh, yeah, I motherfuckers. That's why I was bumping coming up. Okay. So um, as far as uh, your artist name, where you get your artist name from? Man's Bossman Banks. Um, I like four five. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And uh, when I finally came up with Bossman Banks, it was because uh, my bad. Let me get that lighting fixed. Uh. Damn, it's kind of dark over here. Yeah. I don't like it. Got better see me. There you go. When I came up with the name Boss Man Banks is because uh, I wanted to put myself in a position to not work with nobody but myself or work for nobody but myself. So I started creating LLC and shit and starting to put myself in a position to be a boss. And the banks come from I'm a hustler. You know what I'm saying? I I don't really uh, rap too much about the violence and all that shit. You know, you might hear it from what I've seen, but most of my music is hustle music, man. I'm trying to motivate the hustlers. So at Banks on it to let niggas know get money. Boss man Banks, you want to be a boss and you want to get that money. Absolutely. Thanks. So take me, back, take me back to the time when you went to a record studio for the first time. What type of experience was that? Uh, was it kind of hard for you to catch on at first or was you a natural? Nah, man, uh, I'm a natural for real. We used to uh, take our little cassette players, press record, and have another cassette player playing the beat. And that's how we used to do it. But my first time going to a studio, uh, 
Rest in peace, too big. Rest in peace, too big, man. Too big, click, nigga. Her season, daddy, old nigga. We went to that studio, uh, nigga. Her season, I grew up watching her season and shit. And I used to rap them niggas in the alley and shit. You know what I'm saying? Just to get solidified and shit. It's my dog, her, man. And uh, we went to that studio. We was about 15, 14, and did a song, man. And I just fell in love with it, man. I, I was watching Too Big. I can't remember. Like, everything's digital now on computers, but he had some little board, and he was working off that. I was trying to concentrate on the rap, but I was busy watching him and what he was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit came natural to me. I love that shit. I love it. Yep, That's I probably went to the studio two, three times because I just get my own shit. I'm like, oh, I could do this myself. And I could do it myself. So after two, three times, I decided to get my own shit. Um, I was with a group called Get It Right. My homie Bumba Rule Boy now back in the um yeah, that ain't really paying out for me too much. Ended up getting locked up and shit and came home. I decided to be on my own. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So as far as your process, are you more of a writer or freestyler or a mix or both? Both. Um, I don't really freestyle though. I'll punch in and out on shit a lot. You know what I'm saying? Play the beat, thank go, thank go. I can't just get in there and spit a 16 straight. I mean, that's hard as fuck. But uh, I write mostly when I'm out. When I'm if I'm in the studio, I ain't writing. If I'm out and some shit hit me, I'll put it in my phone and hit the studio and record it. But uh when I'm out and about driving that's when i come up with my best material because you out there send the world you out there being creative you know what i'm saying so i heard me drop some shit down on my phone at the stoplight and shit come home and record it but uh i punch it in that mostly though mostly punching in that okay so uh if you had to pick a moment what would you say is the moment that you had the confidence to know you could take uh pursue the music seriously um uh, Um, probably um, when I started seeing people reactions to my shit and they was telling me because I ain't never want to take it serious it's always a hobby and I just do it to make people get hyped but rest in peace Steve my homies used to always tell me man you need, to, you need to drop a CD you need to drop a CD by the time I decided to take it serious I was a little old I'm like nah man I can't nigga it's a young man game he said look bro I ain't no age limit on talent nigga drop a CD so uh, after them words, that's when I took it serious. Some other homie who passed away, fool, he used to tell me, bro, the right people just ain't heard you yet. That's all it is, the right people ain't heard you yet. Nigga, I don't give a fuck you 43, drop that music, bro. The right people ain't heard you, get it. And so them two niggas really inspired me to drop some music. That's what gave me the confidence to people around me tell me I was good at that. Okay, I can feel that. So you mm -hmm. currently still independent right now, right? Yes. And would you sign to a major if it made sense? Uh, it got to make a lot of sense. Um, it got to make a lot of sense. The way these major labels operate, oh, they be fucking niggas so bad, bro. Um, yeah, it got to make a lot of sense. But then again, I don't know, because uh, sometimes you got to get fucked just to get out there. You know what I'm saying? So it got to make sense. I would let a record label get over on me, you know, for album or two in order to kickstart my career, you know, but it got to make sense on the paperwork. Like, it ain't no five album deals, no 10 album deals. Look, I get one, two albums, gone to keep the money, just have me get my name out there. That's the only way I do it. 
because they're going to fuck you regardless. I mean, unless you uh, really, really got that following, really making a name for yourself, they're going to get you, man. They definitely going to get you. But that's what some people understand that was like, uh, you come into the game with no money and this person investing you and they giving you opportunity, they got to get their money back. They got to get their investment back. And if they put $5 million into your shit and they gave you an advance, you ain't getting nothing back, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why it's best to be independent because that way you're getting most of your money. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got the fan base to be independent, stay independent. Definitely. I fuck with Young Dolph. Young Dolph, he killed that independent game, man. Dolph did it. Uh, what's that nigga name from Kansas City? Uh, that nigga, man, he's, he got a following. This nigga go platinum on the ground. Uh, what the fuck? He's weird. Strange music. Uh, Tech Nine. Tech Nine. Tech Nine, yeah, he's hard. Amazing, dog. That guy's amazing. People like him give independent artists hope. If you hustle and grind, you can do it independent. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. So uh, take me through your recording process these days. How often are you going to the studio? Um, I don't even record a lot no more. Um, I probably got like two, 300 songs. But uh, I don't even record a lot no more, except when my little brother want to get down here. But if I really feel something, like if I hear a beat that really touched me, I just get down here and get to it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really do drugs or nothing like that. I might uh, sip lean every eight, nine months if I feel like it, pop a perker in there, but I don't really get high and shit, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't one person got to smoke blunt before I hit the booth or anything. I just feel that motherfucker go down here and get it. Give me a cup of coffee and go, you feel me? Yeah, I can feel that. So uh, when you drop music to the public for the first time, Take me through that moment. Like, how, how was the city embracing you when they was able to hear your music for the first time? I ain't never been embraced by the city. Um, to me, I feel like um, it's all about who you know and how popular you are here in the city. And um, if you're around the right people, you would get embraced. If you're not, it's that much harder. You know, I ain't never really been embraced. I ain't never really put my music out there and promoted it like it to be embraced either. I just put a CD out. You know, take a couple homies online and do that. I ain't never really put myself in a position to see how the city will react. But that's what I'm about to do. You know, um, I ain't never really had the funds to do it until now. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I took my shit offline, sat back to the break to get this money right. So now when I do it, I can do it. Like, everybody ain't like you. You know what I'm saying? You solid. Everybody want to charge you to be on their podcast. They want to charge you to interview you and shit like that. So... You gotta make sure my money's right so I can run some ass, so I can get out here and hang up flyers, so I can pay to open up for people and shit like that. So now's the time. So next six months to a year, I bet you answer that question a little better. Absolutely. So uh music scene, man. Music scene in Louisville, man. Uh try the music scene in Louisville. Local artists around here, do they collab with other artists? Do they stay to themselves or you know, I mean, we had a couple artists come out the city here recently that made it big. So got to uh, have some motivation for everybody else that's on the come up. Right. Uh, I don't really uh, collab with artists because I feel a lot of them is Hollywood. I hit up a couple of them for features. I didn't even pay somebody for a feature before, but it ain't go the way I wanted it to go. I got a song out called uh, Don't Come Around Me. 
this video out for it, the one you asked about with EST um, vouching it. Um, that ain't even the original. I had an original song to that. He was on it. But uh, we went to his homie's studio to record it. And I paid him for the feature and gave his homie some smoking shit or whatever for recording it. So when I told him to send me the song, he sent it out fucked up. I'm like, it sound horrible. And he was like, uh, yeah, you got to pay me for mixing and mastering and shit. I'm like, what? Just send me the vocals. I mix and master myself. Never heard from him. So I did that song by myself. That's a bad taste. I hit up so many people for features. They'll leave you on red. I say, cool, cool. When you hit them up for it, they don't respond. Just play. Uh, I was supposed to have homie on it. I ain't gonna drop no names or whatever, but I was, I was supposed to have homie on the hand that would get back with me. So a lot of these niggas just Hollywood, bro. Um, and I can't deal with that. I got a short temper, like, I ain't got time to be around niggas who think they somebody. We all local, nigga. We all trying to make a name for ourselves. It's a big door opening for the city right now. Lou had more unity to be better. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Lou was grimy. Everybody want to be the first. You know what I'm saying? It's a bunch of crips in the bucket. You feel what I'm saying? And, they uh, want to hold you back so they can be the first. Is how I feel. Everybody want to be the first. Like you take like uh, St. Lunatics. Everybody knew Nelly was the star. So they're not going to get that type of unity here. Everybody like they the Nelly. And everybody ain't the Nelly. You know what I'm saying? So, global, I mean, so many talented motherfuckers here, though. You know what I'm saying? Like dope ass artists. They just don't understand the concept of coming together, man. Like, damn. I can name about 10 dope-ass motherfuckers right now, but don't nobody got the recipe. Nobody got the recipe. Shout out to Jack Harlow and EST, man. Niggas made it. You know what I'm saying? The door's open. They know it's down here, but there's too much Grammy shit going on. So, yeah, I don't really like this, man, because they just too Hollywood. Everybody feel like they work more than what they are. Nigga, you got six, seven thousand followers. I ain't about to give you no thousand dollars, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, bro, you got to show me my investment's worth what you want me to pay you. I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. We all try to do a verse for a verse and stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's just crap, bro. It's crap. <laughs> you from Louisville? Nah, nah. I'm from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, but I've been in Louisville the last three years. That's what's up. Welcome, welcome. You like it? Yeah, it's great. It's just Birmingham and Louisville kind of similar. Right, right. That's what's up. Welcome to the city, man. Welcome. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, do you believe uh, rappers are targeted? If so, why? Uh, yeah, rappers are targeted, but it's the type of music we put out. You know, it's the uh, rap is our outlet. You know, that's why I try to. Uh, one thing is, everybody want to be a real nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Be solid. So they want to back up their raps. They, you know, want to let people know that they really solidified. They really about their life. And they telling on themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the police, the hip hop police, whatever, know people's telling on themselves. So they listening. So hell yeah, they're going to target them because they know that uh, the average rapper is a fucking dope boy. You know what I'm saying? The average rapper you know, to do some shit. So I don't get why people tell on they sell. Motherfuckers tell on they sell. Nigga, don't. Nah, man, you'll never hear me fucking talking. Man, nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crap, you can mention your life and shit. We all do it. But to go into details and discuss crime and shit that you've done in your music, you stupid, man. You stupid. Like, it's, 
I don't get it, dog. I don't get it, dog. Yeah, but we definitely targeted because the music we put out makes us a target. It makes us a target. Um, also, um, it's a lot of fake niggas out there, too, that, you know, betray a life that they ain't. And people got to understand it's the difference between real life and entertainment. You know, you got, like, Martin Lawrence. He can get on movie and play all these different characters, and you know it's not really him. It's a lot of rappers you got to understand who's putting on the facade. It ain't really him. It's just to sell music. It's entertainment. And they get targeted also. And when they get targeted, they ain't got nothing on them. So I guess they start telling the shit is how I look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got into some shit because they trying to be rappers. And they start doing all this shit to fit in. They get hit. Them are the ones that's telling. So you got to watch how you associate yourself with, too, because a lot of niggas ain't what they say they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll have a target on their back. Now you get to by association for hanging with them. They tell on you. Now you hit up. They go tell, come home. You locked up doing your time. And you fucked. You fucked. So, yeah, we are targeted as rappers, but it's, it's basically our own fault. It's our own fault for the shit we talk about. And they use that shit against you in, in court. Like, they bring up your lyrics and shit in court against you and shit, dog. That's just crazy. Like, I seen this one on YouTube. This nigga described the whole fucking crime. Now you expect them not to use that against you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're going to be a target. You told on yourself. You feel me? These niggas is telling on themselves, bro. And then when to say somebody told on them, no, man, you told on yourself, bro. You told on yourself. That's just wild. But, yeah, we definitely got a target on that back, though. Definitely. And we black. You know what I'm saying? We black. A lot of shit. That happens in the hip hop industry don't happen in rock, don't happen in country, don't happen in R&B. It's only rap. I ain't never seen two country artists beefing like that. You know what I'm saying? Like going at each other, yelling "fuck your dead homies." I'm smoking on this. I'm smoking on that. No man. So yeah, they got a big target on our back. Absolutely, I can feel that. So, do uh, you got some artists that you want to work with in the future? Um. If I get stable, man, I work with anybody, for real. If I get to a point where I'm on, I can put other people on, I work with anybody. I don't care. I just love music. You know what I'm saying? Um, my dream is to really be a producer and a ghostwriter. You know what I'm saying? That's like my main goal. I work with anybody. Um, a couple females I was trying to work with, but they wouldn't let me write for them. Like, I can like your cadence. I can like your uh, style, but you just ain't got lyrics you know you ain't saying the right things and i can adapt to that and write for you and have you saying some dope shit but a lot of people so stuck on i don't want no ghostwriter this ghostwriter that so many people got ghostwriters like you have somebody in the studio writing something can't spit it right and give it to his honor like her you can say that but the well, industry some of the biggest artists got ghostwriters and it's not because you know that they can't write or nothing like that it's just that if you I look at it as like, I mean, it's only a few people that's just able to just keep with the fresh sound. Like that's a real talent to keep with the fresh sound and keep coming right. up with this stuff. But if you in the game for about 10 years, shoot, you more, you far removed from that struggle era, you know? So it's like, you, you, you really run out of stuff to say. It ain't really like you can, you don't want to be redundant, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. and you don't, and, and you know to keep that same buzz you know people have those right that's what writers come into effect be like hey man like 
Shoot, I've been rapping for 10 years straight. All my projects don't did good. Like I'm I'm damn near tapped out. Like I can't I can't write nothing else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> man, nigga, I ain't gonna get into that writer's block. That's where a team come in there. Um I think they had a um interview with Boosie talking about Webby. They're like Webby just hit the studio, couldn't come up with nothing. They got a team of writers together for him, but he went with it or something. So yeah, a team of writers come in handy like Drake. Drake got ghostwriters, Cardi B got ghostwriters, so many people got ghostwriters. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's just music. You know what I'm saying? It ain't like I understand if you're talking about I look, some- I look at it as an expense, bro. I'll be like, hey, that's you, you gotta you gotta pay for marketing and stuff anyway. So I'm like, hey, you still gonna be the face of the song, or you gonna be in the video, they ain't gonna be in the video, you're gonna be performing it. So I don't really see what it is, you know what I'm saying? Plus a lot of ghostwriters. It's kind of kept secret anyway. Like you know that they they in the in the game, but you don't know who they particularly wrote for. Cause most of the time, if you're writing for a real, real A-list artist, they're gonna make you sign a contract or something anyway, so you can't tell nobody. Right. And a lot of people, uh, it's always something that goes on within a uh, their relationship that causes a conflict for a ghostwriter to really want to air a rapper out. You know what I'm saying? Like when 50 Cent said he wrote a lot of the game shit, uh, it's because they was beefing. That shit would have been kept a secret. You know, if it game like he ain't write this because the game feel like hey, he just helped me with ideals and hooks. That ain't writing my album. But, you know, without them hooks, your album wouldn't have been what it was. So it's all right to have ghostwriters, man. Yeah. Definitely, I have go. I tell people, shit, I work with anybody. Just let me write for you, man. Just let me write for you. Because I rarely be behind it. To me, it's a challenge. It's um, it's seeing how creative I can be to hear somebody else rap and take on their persona, take on their energy and see if match the words with it and make a dope-ass track. You know what I'm saying? I have wrote a few tracks for people that sell, you know what I'm saying? And it's just all right. Absolutely. So for all your followers out there, uh, kind of list some things you like doing in your spare time when you're not doing music. Uh, me and my sister, we just started on Photo 360 Booth Company. Make sure you go like the page, Snap It Up LLC. Um, shit, I uh, really just studied the stock market and shit and businesses and shit. Gonna find a way to let the money make the money, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't really like to waste my time doing a bunch of shit that ain't gonna enhance my futures. I'm chilling, got spare time on my hands. I'm doing some type of study. I'm looking up the music, I'm looking up money, I'm looking up business ideas, real estate, and shit like that. That's what I like to do, man, because um, yeah, motherfuckers are financially steps ahead of us as he has been a young black man. So we gotta find a way to empower our brains and shit so we can get up on their level. You know what I'm saying? So ain't no point in wasting time and sitting down watching a fucking movie when you can be studying some shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I don't man, I'm always reading something. Always. Get my phone reading something, man. Trying to do something different. Trying to find something to invest in. Cause shit, the music in guarantee it's just, just a, a fucking dream you know what i'm saying so you gotta find something you can and, and at the end the average motherfucker only get about four or five years so shit after that what the fuck are you gonna invest in you gotta find something to invest in man you gotta read you gotta empower yourself you feel me absolutely 
So uh, what are your short and long-term goals? What do you want to accomplish? <sighs> short-term goals is, um, hell, I don't, I don't even think about that type of shit, man. I don't think I got no short-term goals. All my goals are long-term. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always think about the future where I want to be in five, ten years. You know what I'm saying? Um, hopefully in the next ten years, man, I'm somewhere retired and, you know, got a nice portfolio established, got some houses, you know, got some some old, uh, uh, nice money coming in where I ain't got to kill myself, break my body down. I got to trade instructions. Uh, I'm a door technician by trade. You know what I'm saying? And that shit break you down. You got to find a way to use this to make money, not your body. You know what I'm saying? So my long-term goal is better use my mind to make money and not my body. Can't be out here slaving for them motherfuckers and shit. Got to slave for yourself. Anytime you give them, you got to be willing to give yourself. You go clock in for eight hours. You got to be willing to come home and clock in for yourself eight hours. You know what I'm saying? So that's my long term. going to be relaxed somewhere by the time I'm 50. Get money. And you know what I'm saying? They call me a money board. I save every penny. I don't give a fuck. I'm saving every penny, though. Every penny. You know, whether it's from the streets, whether it's from working, whatever, I'm saving that shit. It's, just, it's, it's a lot of money out this motherfucker to be made, bro. The fuck I figure out how to get it. Absolutely. So, uh, what you got coming for the rest of uh, the rest of twenty twenty three? What you got coming for uh, as far as projects, anything like that, or beginning of twenty twenty four? Twenty three. I'm finishing up the touches to my album. Like I said, I pulled my first EP off because I felt like it wasn't complete. And by that, these next couple songs to it, the um, seal. A see value one was the name of it. And if you look at that backwards, it spelled out Lisa, and that's my mama's name. So that's why I named it that. So it's gonna keep the same name and everything. Just add a couple songs. <clears throat> Trying to see who I want to get to host it though. Um, I was gonna use DJ Silk at LeJerry, but I ain't sure which one to go with. Try to you know weave that out and see which one. I'm gonna have that back up and now probably by the end of August, end of September, shoot some videos to it and push that. You know, after, after that, I'm done with music personally, like me dropping shit. Um, that just ain't really my passion no more. But yeah, my artist, Lil YG Tony, coming. Little nigga hot, 18. If I keep that nigga out of trouble, he's he's about to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Little, little homie hot. That's my little brother, man. Motion boys, man. They out here getting it. You know what I'm saying? If I can keep him out of trouble, keep him in the studio, he just got out. Until a year. From from like doing a year or two years, so I'm trying to get him on the right track, like focus on his music. So 2024 is all about him, you know what I'm saying? I'm putting it all into him and push him. That, that boy's hot, you know what I'm saying? On all platforms, videos, music. That boy's he's amazing. So I'm putting it all on him. I'm betting the house on him, you know what I'm saying? I'm putting it all on him, bro. Probably try to get him on her with you one day, sit him down and see if you know, see if he's with it. Young, right. young, them young niggas are not a sit still. You got, you got to teach them that uh, the streets ain't everything, man. The streets ain't everything. It's more to life than them streets. You know, dead in prison, either or, either or. Facts. So, uh, how how do you want people to uh, perceive you? As a boss. 
as a boss and and, and as a it's, a it's a thin line between real and fake people throw that real word around too much you know what i'm saying real is i don't give a fuck somebody look at me as real fake because i don't care about their opinion on it but just know that i'm a boss i make shit happen i got it out the mud and then i'm hurt you know i'm one of them niggas that was counted out like and counted out like from nothing, I don't really like to uh, embrace my past too much about the struggle because I feel like um, that's a pity ticket. You know what I'm saying? But I really, really came from nothing, zero, and I made a way. So to me, it's reality. So I want people to look at me as a boss and a family man. I'm all about my family, man. Like you mess my money on my family, my the only two reasons I'm jeopardizing my freedom. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna look at me as a boss in the family, man. Absolutely. So uh give me a Mount Rushmore, man. Give me a top five most influential people to your life. To my life, like music. It could be it could be role models, it could be family members, it could be whatever. Top five influential to my life. Shit, my mama. Definitely my big sister. Definitely my big sister tequila. It's my dog. One of my best friends in the whole world. I die for her. My baby right there. My mama, my sister. Uh, um, shit, my wife. Uh, you definitely got to know how to love in life. If you don't know how to love, your life's going to be all fucked up. And, you know, I'm all fucked up in the head. I ain't perfect, but I should keep a nigga humble. You know what I'm saying? She definitely keep you humble and, and, and teach you how to love, right? So, um Shit. Shout out Miss Lynn, dog. Miss Lynn, she runs this program called You Be a Louisville. It's where she take people um in EDs and trade. So when I came home from prison, I didn't have nowhere to go, no nothing. So uh I was really on my way to hit a lick. And my homie was like, What you doing? It's this place down there, they'll help you. Don't live that life, don't go back. And he introduced me to Miss Lynn, who runs this program. She got me in there, got my GED, got me somewhere to stay, got me a trade, got me a job. My life took off. She's a great woman. Shout out Miss Lynn. Y'all know anybody that needs to get off these streets, that needs to do something positive, go holler at you, Bill Louisville. They're downtown. They'll take you in between the ages of 16 and 24 and do something with you. We definitely need more shit like that in the community, though. Definitely. So I'm an advocate for that. So definitely Miss Lynn's on there. And um, shit, who else? Um, one more, fuck, um, Man Dupree, man. He's one of the greatest musicians of all time. Dog. I don't think he get enough recognition he deserves, man. That guy's a genius. He's a fucking genius, dog. R&B, hip hop, that guy is amazing. His body of work, the artists he to work with. Ooh, look at that man's portfolio. They was talking about verses between him and Diddy. I think Jermaine Dupree will kick his ass. Yeah, Diddy got Biggie and shit, man. Nah, you ain't fucking with Jermaine Dupree, dog. Jermaine Dupree is hard, so I say I'm my top five right there, definitely. Absolutely, man. Jermaine Dupree definitely is a, a legend, man. He's a legend. He get looked over in my ass, like, dog. He gets looked over, man. I, I fucking uh be looking up people's biographies and shit and reading about him, and that guy's a musical genius. He's a musical genius, like. He took kids. I said, eight years old and turned them into icons. You know what I'm saying? Like, to escape, I think escape, Mariah, everybody, bro. That guy's amazing, dog. I fuck with Jermaine Dupri. It's my dog, man. It's my dog. Absolutely, man. 
So uh, closing remarks, man, anything else you want to say to the people before we get off here and let people know how to keep up with you on social media, YouTube channel, all that good stuff. Um, you know, my motto is, uh, bags over bodies, man. You know what I'm saying? Get that money, man. You know, uh, ain't no point of scenario killing each other over nothing. Nigga. Get some motherfucking money, stack that money. Enough money out for everybody, nigga. Take that broke shit on somewhere, nigga. Stack that money. Do what you got to do. Take care of your family, nigga. And uh, uh, it's no sky's the limit. AMG Music Group, Boss Man. Find me on all platforms, man. Um, IG, a seal music group. Uh, you tap the link, it'll take you to all my other music on YouTube. Should have tapped in. We got some heat coming, man. We got some heat coming. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. You know, anytime you want to come on, man, just hit me up. Do episodes all the time. Definitely, man. You really gave me, uh, when I first listened to your music uh, yesterday, uh, you gave me that uh, feeling of when I heard uh, ESTG for the first time, man. Oh, wow. That gave me like a, uh, gave me like a chill. Like a, I don't, I don't know, it gave me like kind of a, well, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but. Uh, yeah, that's uh, cool. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that, I guess. Uh, EST go hard, but I ain't trying to sound like nobody or nothing. Uh, hopefully it's just from the energy, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't saying you sound like them, but. Yeah, but I appreciate that, though, because that nigga go hard, dog. A lot of people hate on that nigga, too, just because he's from Newburgh. I don't give a fuck where you from, dude. That nigga go hard, dog. <laughs> that nigga go hard. And I'm going to say it. He's the hardest nigga on CMG. He the hardest nigga on CMG. Besides yeah. God. But, nah, but, nah, it's between him and Moneybag. Moneybag <laughs> money go hard. I just feel ES better, man. I just feel EST better. Grammy, he's for the streets, man. He's for... You know what I'm saying? Us. He's from the city. 502, he putting on, man. EST for president, nigga. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, that nigga, that nigga go hard, dog. That nigga go hard. I appreciate that, dog. Absolutely, man. This concludes another episode of the Eric J. The Great Podcast. Uh, my biggest podcast episode dropped tonight at midnight with the uh, legendary Freeway Ricky Ross. It's gonna probably, this, uh, probably gonna be my biggest interview number-wise. You know, my biggest interview to date is between Lil Flip and the Reds to shine as far as number-wise. But uh need everybody to stay tuned. Click the link in my bio and uh, follow my podcast on all streaming platforms. Uh, it drops tonight at midnight, so everybody been asking me when it's going to drop. So, you know, it's been asking me for months because I interviewed him like three months ago. So... Congratulations, dog. I saw when your first podcast started, man. I've been following you ever since, man. Congratulations on the horror work. Keep grinding. Sky's the limit, bro. You got it. You got it. Definitely. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it, bro. And uh, need everybody stay tuned for that, man. We got about 45. Probably be the realest. 45 minutes you ever hear, man. For real, man. Uh, for, for Rick Ross, he a real dude, man. I'm going to check that out, man. I'm going to check that out. How'd you get a hold of Rick Ross? Uh, I, uh, I know his manager. So me and his manager worked out a deal, and, you know, it just went from there. 
hard, man. That's what I'm talking about. That grind, that hard work, that networking, man. It's just important. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, this interview is big, big to me, too, just given that, you know, what type of legend he is in the streets and what he told me the first time I talked to him on the phone. You know, he was like, he was like, you know, I charge for interviews, but he said, I don't take everybody's money. Damn. Like, it's like, you don't have people try to give him 10000 for an interview, you turn him down. So he was like, for me to even do this interview, which is just show what type of dude you is, you know what I'm saying? That's sir. All money ain't good money, man. That's what mama told me when I first jumped in the game. All money ain't good money. Definitely. So hell yeah. It says a lot about your character, bro. Don't let your industry change you, bro. There's gonna be opportunities come. People's gonna come and try to, you know, get you to pick sides and get you to be for the industry. Always be for yourself, bro. You're gonna go a long way. Dead ass. You got it. Keep that shit up, bro. Absolutely, man. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, bro. And uh, everybody fuck with Boss Man Banks on all screaming platforms. Got two hard singles on there, man. Go check them out. Go follow him on Instagram and uh, go run his stuff up. Be on the lookout for his new project that's going to come in a couple of weeks. For sure. Boss Man Banks, AMG, YG Tony Motion Boys. Look us up. Get at us. Appreciate it, bro.